0: Welcome to another inspirational episode of Monetizing Your Creativity. Chrysalis is an agency
1: that essentially is an employment agency, but we work for people with disabilities to find them employment and volunteer opportunities in the community.
2: I I do have this conversation with other artists and stuff as well, that why can't you have a strong studio art practice? Teach as well, because you have valuable skills to share with others.
0: Monetizing Your Creativity asks the question, what
3: does it take to earn a living with your creative talents? So that therapeutic, the the process of art being therapeutic and the object itself, are there present in anyone's work really, whether you see your creative process as, as being therapeutic or not. We focus on the success principles common to all disciplines
0: by interviewing producers, directors, writers, actors, cinematographers, music composers, animators, designers, and much, much more. Learn how to create your own path to success. Let's roll. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Monetizing Your Creativity. I'm your host, Marvin Polis, and joining me as our field reporter for this episode is our co-host, Fred Keating. This is the first of a series of specially themed episodes where we'll interview several people on the same topic. In this case, Fred recently did a series of interviews at Chrysalis, a nonprofit society that provides personalized services to help individuals with disabilities achieve their employment, volunteer, and recreation goals. Something that's really notable about Chrysalis is that they leverage many forms of art to help their clients with coaching and development. This can include painting, music, public speaking, and a lot more. So it stands to reason that many of the employees and volunteers at Chrysalis have art backgrounds that they've chosen to dedicate to the nonprofit sector. Fred caught up with some of these noble individuals in Alberta, Canada. I, today, in
4: Calgary, am sitting with Krishna Taylor. Now, Krishna is the Manager of Corporate Communications and Fund Development for Chrysalis, and we'll talk about that, uh, but also... He is an independent film producer, and we will talk about that as well. Chrysalis is an agency that essentially is an employment agency, but we work for people with
1: disabilities to find them employment and volunteer opportunities in the community. Now, province-wide, there are multiple organizations like that, and every organization like that, they have their own niche programs. At Chrysalis, we have a personal development course where the individuals would come in and they learn communication skills, social behavior skills, so many skills that Everyone would take for granted and when you witness this course and even for 15 minutes you think geez I want to take this course I want to I want to sit in for an hour or two just to see what they do and see how it can help me in my own personal life and we have an art program a fantastic creative art studio between both Edmonton and Calgary then they're producing canvases drawings sculptures and photography that is just mind-blowing.
4: It is absolutely stellar work. And they're selling it as well. I remember stepping off a plane at the airport and walking down a gallery, uh, uh, an entire hallway dominated by artwork, and I thought, oh, that's that's great. Wow, some of this stuff is pretty good. And and then at the end saw this little plaque that said, this, this comes to you from uh, the Chrysalis Society, and they actually sell their art, and the money coming in is split between the artists themselves, and the association in order to keep the art materials flowing through the the studio there.
1: Yep, that's right. 70% goes right back to the artist. That's a huge amount. And 30% goes to the art studio to replenish their supplies.
4: You, in fact, are a fellow that has monetized your creativity in a lot of ways uh, over the last couple of decades. When did this bug for film and uh, television production first bite you, Krishna, and how has that been of support or perhaps a hindrance or handicap to the idea of you being a corporate communicator and fundraiser?
1: And I went to film school. And then after film school, I worked in the industry between Alberta and BC and even did a feature in Philadelphia before coming back and then looking for a permanent position. And that's where I found my, my position with Special Olympics. It was really interesting because throughout the time that I was in university, I got to be a real networker just because of being in drama. I was open. I could walk into a room and I could talk to people. Hello, how are you? My name is Krishna. What do you do? And what brings you here? What makes you tick? Because I'm a storyteller too, so I want to know your story. And my friends called me the the ultimate networker, and I don't know if I really am, but I just really enjoy meeting people. I happen to have a, a good number of friends through university. And I kept on doing that afterwards, even when I was with the government. The people who are coming in to drop off their plans and, and get their licenses. I made friends with them. Even though I was only talking to them for a few minutes here and there, we got a, a good rapport going. And I kept that going through film school and all the time working through the, uh, the film industry here. And then when I was looking for a permanent position to work at, All of that knowledge, working through government, working at organizing, all of the business end of things, combining that with the experience and also the communications aspect of being in the film industry, helped me get the job at Special Olympics as marketing and communications coordinator, and I grew with that, and that put me into the corporate communications and fund development position at Chrysalis.
0: As I mentioned at the top of the episode, the employees and volunteers at Chrysalis have diverse artistic backgrounds. Not only do they work professionally in their artistic fields, they've chosen to give back by becoming teachers. Fred caught up with one of the photography teachers at Chrysalis. Candice McAwechuk is a visual artist,
4: and her medium is photography. She's an independent spirit as well as artist. You seem to have, have found an interesting balance that, again, supports your passion and practice in photography.
2: I teach um, various photographic techniques, so mainly film, analog, so how to shoot film, how to process it, how to make a print, and also on some alternative techniques and stuff. So I teach at a community level and community organizations, so some of those in the past have been Harcourt House Art Center here in the city, uh, Society of Northern Alberta Print Artists SNAP here in the city, I also do a lot of residencies within the Edmonton public and Catholic school system. So I go into schools for a week or a two-week basis and work with every child in that school with some funky, fun, photographic, alternative processes that you don't need a camera, you don't need a darkroom, but you are still working with I've always termed photography the art of light. So you're still working with light and traditional photography is also about science. So you're still working with chemistry. So between light and chemistry, which is something really fun that a lot of kids have never experienced with, but I do have that as a separate stream as well. I I do have this conversation with other artists and stuff as well, that why can't you have a strong studio art practice? Teach as well, because you're have valuable skills to share with others, and don't be afraid to teach. Because another thing I have heard over the course of my career is, why would you want to share that? Then you're sharing it so that someone else is going to know how to do it. And I've always looked at it, they're not going to do it the same way that I do it. They are going to be using it their own self-expression, so I'm not worried about losing my little niche market in terms of I'm the only one that can do it.
4: Am am I hearing that as advice to your 20-year-old self?
2: Yes, that would be advice to my 20-year-old self is if you've got the skills and you've got the ability and you've got the passion, dedication, go with it and follow your dream and be confident about it. And people will recognize that confidence in you and trust you and hopefully be able to
0: get the ball rolling in certain areas. Next, Fred talks with Carmela Hykoski. Carmela is an arts facilitator at Chrysalis. She's a painter and jazz vocalist who dedicates her talents to teaching the clients at this nonprofit society. How can you use the arts to reach people and teach people? Carmela explains.
4: As an artist, what occasioned the transformation into or the addition of your skills in, in teaching, and facilitating and finding uh, the art or the opportunity for creative expression in the folks that you work with here at Chrysalis.
5: For an artist, there are a number of different avenues that you can take. And I have always also been interested in teaching. I think as I was learning how to paint, I noticed that I could explain to people how things could be done or how I do things. And I enjoyed that. So later when I would be you know, looking for employment, I think that was always in the back of my mind that I could teach this, that I enjoy it, I love to do it. And that I'm pretty good at teaching it, so I, you know, I want to share what I know and what, I, what I've learned, right? The other part, I think, is maybe an interest in, you know, not just being an academic teacher, but using the arts to reach people or to connect with people or maybe to give people who normally wouldn't have the opportunity to do the arts that opportunity so somehow connecting to that realm you know where just knowing the pleasure I get from creating and how it can take you to a completely different space you know it can be very fulfilling very relaxing very energizing on the other hand and knowing that those experiences could be very helpful for other people I try to approach my teaching tailored to the person I'm working with So, for example, often we start with drawing because it is a very basic and fundamental skill to visual arts. But I will look at their drawings and I will see what kind of line they're using or what kind of uh, material they like to use or the subject that they prefer to focus on. And then from that, introduce new ideas or new media. But they're starting from something that they're familiar with that, that I can say you know you do this really well this is how you approach this and why don't we try that in this medium so you have a a starting point they already are the starting point what they make is what you move on from it's really important to become involved in different arts groups or maintain connections with other artists you've been in school with or that you meet and to create your own little you know join arts groups or create little collectives and support each other as artists and support your creativity together, you know, and produce shows or, you know, apply for shows in the community or grants or whatever it may be. But I think I had a little bit of a perception when I graduated that, you know, I was off on my own, a lone artist, going to, you know, just work this through and create a body of work and it doesn't really work that way. You know, you need the creative community around you and the arts community around you and you know it's important to be supportive of other artists and other organizations working in the arts. What I've always been amazed at is how supportive other artists are.
0: Mark Biolo is a program team leader as well as marketing coordinator for Chrysalis. Mark is going to describe for us some of the challenges he encounters in his arts profession and some of the creative solutions he applies, particularly as it relates to public speaking. Let's go back to Fred as he chats with Mark.
4: One of the interesting developments over the years, I think, at Chrysalis, in addition to learning certain basic skills, interviewing skills, for example, resume building, uh, cover letter uh, construction so that uh, your your potential employees leave the building with uh, the tools they need to uh, get the job and then get the job done. But there's been this influx of uh, uh, therapeutic use of the arts as well. The art studio uh, in the in the lower level of this building, which generates an incredible amount of of high-end original art that is sold, and then. The uh, the revenue from those sales, 70% of it goes to the artists themselves mm-hmm. and 30% back into the program to provide them with, with more materials. There's movement therapy classes here, there's music therapy classes here, all aimed at finding the authentic voice of the client and giving it proper uh, creative expression. Mm-hmm. But then, as some of the individuals have difficulty in in speech, you formed a toastmasters club mm-hmm. the club that is uh, a, a chapter of that international club designed to in fact uh, promote clear and effective articulate message sending how did that come about and what have the results been
6: i had difficulty with public speaking personally i joined a toastmaster club years ago and realized that there was some huge benefits, certainly for me. And I made these advancements being able to speak publicly and with a a clearer voice and not have the apprehension to say, I can't do this and um, I'm just gonna cower and hide. I was um, with Chrysalis since 1997 and it was about in the year 2010. The idea came to surface because of my own benefits from it. And I've sat in so many meetings before with individuals who had were given the voice to their caregivers and their parents to speak for them and um, not have the confidence to be able to stand up and speak for themselves that this is who I am, this is what I really want, and I want people to be able to hear me and not, although those people around me feel and, and support me and think they know what's in my best interest, they're only speaking for me, they're not, I want to be able to speak for myself. Probably the biggest benefit is the leadership skills. Can an individual take the spotlight and say, okay, I need to guide this and lead this. In those meetings, there's so many opportunities to be able to guide meetings and individuals have been placed in those, op- in those situations and have probably never in their life before been able to be put in a leadership role because they've always had caregivers and family members saying, okay, well, you just follow directions. Here's a menu. You have to do what's on, on the list of things here to do. Now, They have that experience of saying, okay, now it's time for this, it's time for that. And I'm guiding this meeting and um, I'm gonna lead this meeting to, to the end. We had a lady join Toastmasters about three years ago and she sat at the back of the room and whenever, usually during a meeting, we um, ask newcomers if they feel comfortable speaking. And for her, the answer was always no. She blossomed relatively quickly compared to those first few meetings to the point where now as she has spoken at some public speaking events. She had a chance to do um, an evening for beginners over at Yuck Yucks Comedy Club. So she um, she has a natural ability to make people laugh. Now, would that have come out without the practice? And, you know, that was her choice to be able to, she had an, a, basically an arena to be able to practice that and to come out of that shell. So after a few meetings, she was able to stand up and be able to speak with confidence. And again, because of the club and the, the way Toastmasters clubs worked, the, the support for her was endless, and she developed relatively quickly with her, her public speaking ability, and she's she's one of, one of many.
0: Sometimes there are threads in the creative process that are therapeutic in themselves, and personal experience can provide a great backdrop to becoming a great teacher. Fred talks to Michael Wallace about his personal background and contribution to Chrysalis. Michael
4: Wallace is an artist and an art specialist, and by that I mean, He works in his own art world as well as at Chrysalis. He's a member of a team of three who work in the art studio with young people, assisting them in finding their own creative voice through a variety of arts media. Can
3: you tell me how early in life the arts bug bit you? There was a period in my late 20s, early 30s where my art was really important as a, as a transitional creative process for me. Like I was going through a difficult time in my late 20s and early 30s, not really knowing whether teaching was what I wanted to be doing or, or even being married was what I wanted to be doing. And my art was really helpful in, in so seeing me through that process. Plus, uh, another thing that happened during that time was my, my mother died very suddenly, just out of the blue. And um, I remember when that happened, locking myself into my back painting room for three days and I just painted. I painted out a lot of my grief at that time. I mean, I I do see that there is this thread within the creative process that is therapeutic in and of itself. Like so, there's the process of making art, which is therapeutic, and and one of the things like when I did did a masters in art therapy just recently uh, a few years ago, and um, the, there's the process and the product. So there's the process of making art itself, which is therapeutic, and the, and then when you've got the finished product, there's then what that reveals to you, the the meaning within that 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 you with the help of a counsellor start to pull out and, and see and extract so that it, it becomes a meaningful object to you. It encapsulates and holds, the image encapsulates and holds meaning and significance for you in terms of your own life. So that therapeutic, the, the process of art being therapeutic and the object itself are there present in anyone's work really. Whether you see your creative process as as being therapeutic or not and and whether you're painting from the inside or or just trying to paint something on on the outside um there is still a therapeutic element into art that's just naturally there that's part of the whole process really i want
4: to to find a way of encouraging young people not to think in either or situations either i'm an artist or I'm not. Either I'm an artist, or I'm a scientist. Either I'm an artist, or I'm a teacher of art. Because I think that it's an artificial construct that that can keep one from exploring, discovering, and developing one's own individual potential.
3: I would say throw out all the labels about, you know, being an artist or or not an artist. What what is really important is to nurture the creative spark. That's what I think is important. The creative spark and the creative flow to keep those moving, because that in a way is the therapeutic element that really helps support your well-being and your health in life, is to have some creative flow moving through you, some form of expression in the world, or some way of giving form to that creative urge that we have inside us, and nurturing that. that, That's what I think I've done all my life with, with other people, in terms of the teaching and the therapy work that I've done is to nurture that creative spark and creative flow in others. And and I've done it with myself, my own life too. It's been really important for me. So there you have it. Some great thoughts from some of the great
0: teachers at Chrysalis. As Fred mentioned, your career in the arts does not need to be an either or situation. You can be a professional filmmaker, musician, painter, public speaker, anything you want and you can also be a teacher or a mentor. In this case, all these people have the added satisfaction of dedicating their arts careers to a noble, nonprofit society that assists the disabled community in their area of Canada. Thanks for tuning in to Monetizing Your Creativity. Be sure to join us next time by subscribing to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please leave a review. It helps us with our ratings. You can also visit monetizingyourcreativity.com for more information about the show. And hey, be sure to tell your friends who want to understand how to monetize their creativity.